0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on another action-packed weekend in Scottish football. Rangers maintain their unbeaten league run and undefeated season against Celtic with a 4-1 win at Ibrox. It's heating up at the bottom after wins for Hamilton and Ross County and maybe the race for third isn't as over as many predicted with Aberdeen back in the hunt. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans. Yesterday at Ibrox signalled the end of an era for Celtic. Celtic. Do it by the numbers, Gordon. 21 years since Celtic went through a season with no wins against Rangers. 14 years since they last lost to Rangers by a three-goal margin. 23 points between the teams in the league table. 10 weeks without a permanent manager at Celtic Park. And the biggest rebuild in the club's history coming down the road. A shell of a club, I said on yesterday's programme. A shell of a club, I repeat, this evening. Yeah, it was an interesting weekend, Gordon. Aikies give themselves a lifeline with a 2-1 win over St Mirren. Ross County pick up a massive three points at Dundee United and Aberdeen give themselves a chink of light for third spot after a win over Livy. Hibs lost to inform St Johnson. And Rangers extend their lead to 23 points after a 4-1 drubbing of Celtic Yeah, it's one of those nights we don't need to go searching for talking points no, So no. let's hear from you 0141-951-1025 Pick up the phone, let us know what is on your mind It was an action-packed weekend Obviously the big game in Glasgow yesterday What did you make of that? Rangers fans, how happy are you? Celtic fans, it's the same old questions really Where did it go wrong in the day? And what about that bigger picture? And of course, big stories everywhere else in the table as well. The battle for third, the relegation battle, it is all happening. So let's hear from you. 0141-951-1025. No Twitter, remember, still taking part in our social media blackout um, in solidarity with those who are suffering online abuse of all forms. So we will be back on there tomorrow. But for tonight, you're going to have to do it the old-fashioned way. 0141-951-1025. 1025 Monday night though Awards time oh. What was your result Of the weekend I'm going to go For Dundee United nil, Ross County 2 How tight is it Down at the bottom there With Ross County Kelly and the Ackies Yep that could be The type of result That keeps you up So no yep. arguments there Alex Yeah I'm going to go For the Ackies Gordon Stone bottom They had to get a Positive result And managed to get A 2-1 win Versus St Mirren Very good performance By Brian Rice's boys Okay goal of the weekend then There were some decent efforts What one caught your eye I think I've been Very generous with this one Because I forecast Rangers 3 Celtic 1 And then Defoe Defied me uh, But it was a Veterans master class Of a goal From Jermaine Defoe Okay I'm going to go for the jet. I said. I said the, the other connoisseur's day, choice this weekend. Gordon, absolutely outstanding. Every time I see this big guy, I'm really impressed. You know, he's got goals. His general plays brilliant. But the diagonal ball over to the far post, he's rifled a volley into the opposite end of the goal, and I thought it was an outstanding strike on his weaker foot. Referees, goalies, strikers, managers—they're all in line for the howler of the week. You never know quite which way it's going to go. Callum McGregor, second mm. booking. Uh, Therefore a red card uh, Sheer folly on his part Okay Alex Ray your howler Yeah I'm going to go for Young Portis mm. Very good talent Gordon uh, Good prospects However you cannot play the ball Across your 18 yard box And ultimately it's cost his team Three points 
Right, 01419511025 Let's get stuck into some of the weekend's big talking points Pick up that phone and talk to us We would love to hear from you We are here until 8 o'clock So there is loads of time to do it Let's set the scene, shall we? We'll start by hearing from the managers As they reacted to that 4-1 win for Rangers at Ibrox We'll hear what they think We'll hear what Hugh and Alex think And then I won't hear what you think So let's kick off with the home boss And the winning boss, Stephen Gerrard I'm really pleased with the performance um, Obviously these derby games are about big moments And um, you prepare for them And you do whatever you can To make sure that the big moments go your way And um, we, we started the game really well You know, We picked a real aggressive and bold shape today And we wanted to really go for Celtic's throat And we done that and took the lead and Unfortunately we were sloppy in terms of the equaliser um, But then again it was on the front foot Forcing the issue again And Alfredo scores a fantastic second and when that was happening there was obviously a big moment as well uh, in terms of uh, the red card but it, it was the right call um, so we've worked extremely hard for this victory uh, from start to finish and we certainly deserve the, the three points which are important to us you know seven days ago sitting here really stung and hurt that we missed a big opportunity um, but in terms of the league um, I can't ask the players for any more the consistency level levels have been incredible uh, everyone's been all in and contributed um, in their own way, uh, some more than others, which is natural. Um, but it's been a collective effort. Um, the c- recruitment was key last year for us to improve and get better. Um, and to, to, to manoeuvre the journey in terms of the league through, through a COVID has been a real good challenge. But the players deserve all the credit they've had and all the credit they get moving forward because they're the ones that have gone out and produce the performances to get us to this point. Um, there's two challenges left and we want to go and try and uh, finish as strong as we can. Hugh, your general thoughts on the game yesterday? Um, Sum up Celtic season. Uh, Callum McGregor, it's his fault he went off. Uh, and I do not read too much into that in terms of how the game finished. I think Rangers would have beaten Celtic anyway. I felt sorry for Scott Brown. I thought it was a sad ending to a magnificent career as uh, Celtic captain. Uh, 14 terrific years Trophy laden years for him I felt very sorry for him to be Taken off after an hour No way to end his time In that particular fixture But I thought that Celtic Were lacking all over the park The rebuild is going to be enormous And you look at Rangers And uh, everything is fine with them On and off the park Infrastructure correct Signings correct Stephen Gerrard said their Recruitment was key Rangers brought in good players Celtic with a couple of honourable exceptions Like Turnbull and Taylor Brought in bad players And they are where they are 23 points behind Rangers No manager No director of recruitment And the Champions League qualifiers 11 weeks away Okay let's bring in Harry in Maryhill And I'm sure he's got some points That Alex will be interested in Harry what did you take away from yesterday? Hi Colin how are you doing? Good thanks Yeah. Uh... As I've been listening over the past few weeks, right, and all the Rangers fans are saying Stephen Davis for a player of the season. My opinion should be Alan McGregor, not just for yesterday's performance, but right through the full season. Guy's been outstanding. Yeah, Alex, he had uh, that, that flying one onto the bar from Ilya. I say it's yeah. so good that you're not, you have to double check to make sure he did touch it. And uh, yeah, yet again. Yeah. Uh, it was a, a remarkable save, Gordon, because for me, it looked as if he was a little bit too far advanced. But to get that leap and from his fingertips onto the bar, it was a really important save at a crucial time within the game. I think McGregor's performance levels have been remarkable over the course of the season. 
I looked at Stephen Davis as well yesterday. I thought he was frightening, uh, and I think it's important that they, they guys tie down because they have been over this course and distance. They have been the leaders throughout the spine of this team uh, over the course of this season as well. And then you look at uh, Tavernier's performances as well, Gordon. You know, I, I thought he was back to his best yesterday. Uh, in general, the the game, I thought Rangers managed it brilliantly. Glenn Kamara looked to be back to his best as well. I think the big key uh, talking point was we all knew that Simpson was going to come in, but Kamar Roof, we, we spoke about it on mm-hmm. Saturday, and it was a correct decision because you know he took his two goals brilliantly and his overall play was great. So the key players uh, at Rangers, you look, even Ryan Kent was immense. So the front three from Rangers were on the front foot, whereas Celtic really struggled at times. You know they get into good opportunities and just couldn't capitalise again. Just to uh, back up what Harry's saying there on the line uh, Rangers are about to create all manner of records For least number of goals conceded over a league season Uh, I'm not sure that they'll concede any more Between now and the end of the season The two games they have left And much of that is down to Alan McGregor And terrific goalkeeping I know he's got good defenders in front of him But big games, big moments He's a big player What else did you make of the game? Yesterday, Harry, and what does it say about the overall picture at the moment? Well, certainly, Celtic are struggling, isn't it? Everywhere. Not just in one position, all positions. Edward will be leaving. I think Steve Clarsevich and me and Alan McGregor are not. Well, I suppose you could always ask the question, Hugh, Steve Clark, Alan McGregor. I think we've you've shown your, your hand on that yeah, before, I, but briefly. I, I Very, very briefly. I think that McGregor has had such a season And will want to go into next season Absolutely fresh and ready for Champions League football uh, I don't think there's any hope of him going back on his decision To retire from international football He does not need a European Championship final To get in the way of his summer relaxation uh, Let's hear from Stephen Who's a Celtic fan on the line Thank you to Harry Stephen, what's on your mind after yesterday? Yeah. Well. Quite, quite a lot but first of all for Hugh Keevans to hear Callum McGregor the, you know, the one of the week the, the highlight of the week the first one was never a booking and anybody who tells me otherwise doesn't know football full stop but more importantly it's a bigger picture I mean Celtic let's start there though Stephen because there's plenty of time we'll, we'll go on to the bigger picture as well what I, I think a lot of people Or some people are, are debating the first one But I think Hugh's point is Once you've been given that yellow card Regardless of whether You think it was right or not You, you then have to behave accordingly Do you not understand that? Like you know Callum McGregor was on Was on the book And why did he dive in? I think that was Hugh's point I, I, think, I think he mistimed it But if, if you're telling me That the two tackles Yes they wanted a sending off They're going to be playing Finishing every game With six versus six I mean, it's just that it'd be more about the Rangers player not long after it. Brings right down the Celtic player, no even a booking. Hugh? Well, the first one, uh, the first booking of the game was to a Rangers player, uh, to Jack Simpson, for uh, what some people thought was uh, a reasonable challenge on Odson Edward. For, for me, I thought Jack Simpson was a booking. I thought both Callum McGregor bookings were justifiable bookings. And the point I made about the second one is that, and I used the, the expression, sheer folly. It is sheer folly to do what he did and put himself at risk of the red card that he received. 
I think when you uh, administer the the yellow card to Jack Simpson, I think you are then kind of showing the way that you're going to referee this game, Gordon. I thought it was a little bit. Yeah, early. Most people thought that was soft. The Simpson. Yeah, one, I, I did as well, Gordon. And you know how it works in this the, the, this part of the world. As soon as you have set your stall out to book early, you then have to follow up with the next one. Callum McGregor clearly caught him late with a little bit of trickery through his legs, and at that point, you just know that there, there's a tight rope to be had. I think what you was talking about there is Callum McGregor's a veteran of these games Jack Simpson's a novice And you think to yourself Oof, If I was a Celtic uh, player You'd be saying to Edward Get at him Try and get him to book you again uh, Kick you so that you can get another booking He managed to get through the game Whereas Callum McGregor dives in And that is a real kind of surprise to me Because with his experience is that, I think that's what he was alluding to You know, it was naive at best Stephen, still not having it no, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's everybody's opinion, do you know what I mean? And I'm not, I think you know yourself, Gordon, I'm the one that comes on here and starts. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Some people see one, some things one way, some see it the other way. Sure. That, that's fair enough, that, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. But the bigger picture, the I can remember speaking to you after the first old firm game. Then I came on the opening, I was the first person after the full-time whistle and I said, for a Celtic manager... To oversee a game at Parkhead where we don't have a single shot on goal, they shouldn't even see the press conference. Now, we're near enough at the end, that was near enough at the beginning of the season, we're near enough at the end of the season, and never mind plan B, the Celtic board has not got plan A in place. Now, if you ran a business the way the Celtic board have run that football club this year, you wouldn't survive anything. It's absolutely shambolic. I mean, Lowell's away. The new guy's in the door. He's done nothing. I mean, he had an opportunity to come in and announce everything and really get the fans behind him. The fans are wondering the, the team. I mean, we're talking about Austin Edward. Doesn't want to be there. Stephen, how, 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 does, how, does Dominic, how does Dominic Mackay come in the door literally one week and announce something? You need to surely identify a manager. You have to go through the interview process. Anyway, you've got this wrong factually. Dominic Mackay does not take over officially until the 1st of July. He's there with Peter Lawwell at the moment. There are two chief execs in the building, but one of them does not take over officially until the 1st of July. So Dominic Mackay, on that basis alone, Stephen, cannot announce anything. Stephen, you're obviously unhappy with the overall picture, as I think many of your fellow Celtic fans will be. Let's try and relate it loosely to yesterday Did yesterday make you feel any worse about things Or were you already scunnered To use the, the Glasgow expression Before then did, did it make any difference yesterday? For the first time in my life Gordon Couldn't care less about an old firm game Could not care less Do you know what I mean There's two chief executives One didn't start the 1st of July Another one stopped the 1st of July 2019 I mean it's absolutely ridiculous I mean if, if you're telling me that there's no been interviews and Dominic has not been in place to do interviews been out for now, I mean, we're near enough to have two games left to the end of the season. Well, the understanding was... Six the, months ago. Yeah, but the understanding was that Eddie Howe met Dermot Desmond more than a month ago. And it is now 10 weeks since Neil Lennon left the club. Uh, you're on about the, the governance of the club and I think you're correct. I think Celtic in the form of Peter Lawwell and Dermot Desmond, took far too long to acknowledge the fact that Neil Lennon 
wasn't going to get 10 in a row over the line uh, He should have gone months before he did But they took no action at all They were complacent uh, And throughout the season Any bad decision that could be made has been made The, the, the ill-fated trip to Dubai So on and so forth The dreadful recruitment of players uh, It has been a shambles of a season And again you're in a position where you ask yourself if Eddie Howe is joining Celtic Why hasn't it happened by now? Everything comes back to results on the pitch Alex Ray mm. Because Eddie Howe has been a story for weeks The managerial vacancy has been a story for weeks If you win the game yesterday Maybe the fans take one day off They'll t- They would have taken a day off on the phones And they would have come on and said What was good about their team And you get back to Eddie Howe later in the week But a defeat like that All it does is just puts the spotlight Even brighter on what what's happening next? Yeah, uh, we've got Steve on the line here. Kind of irate about the way the club's gone in the last year. Uh, that is personally down to the result yesterday. I think you know he's saying that it doesn't really matter. He doesn't care, but that actually compounds what he's actually seen. So it did have a, a bearing on Stephen and guys like him. I think, as Hugh says, the reason why they brought Dominic Mackay in is to be part of this whole process, get up and running a lot quicker. Otherwise, they would have waited to the first of July to bring him in. Celtic are playing catch up. They've got so much I think the team yesterday They would probably have Five guys Are on the way at the door Gordon Five And then you've got so many players Coming into the last year Of a contract There's so much To be dealt with And there's no movement There's no communication Now if there's someone Coming in in the summer If it's Eddie Howe You could easily come out And appease the fans And go with came to an agreement With someone who's going to Come in in the summer But there's still Lack of uh, communication We said this with Neil Lennon At the time as well Waited too long and they've had months and months to identify identify a manager and they still not got down to that. Mm, thank you to Stephen. These are John Kennedy's thoughts on parts of the game yesterday. The boys showed character. We had to be, you know, brave second half to take the ball. Again, it's easy to just kick the ball at the pitch and Rangers just keep coming after you. But we had to try and at times when we had possession, make them run about, try and create and pull them open and then attack them with a wee bit more space and, and, and the numbers to go and attack the box, which, which we did. Um, but again, just Rangers in those key moments when they had the chances they took. It's not the end of the game. You still, you know, get away in a, a strategy to try and get yourself one back in the game, and then give yourself the best shot, shot going into the last part of the game that you've you're, you're still in it. Now we made that very difficult for ourselves. The fourth one, you know, it's, it's the last minute anyway. But uh, we still had moments there where we could have even got it back to three-two and ten minutes to go. We could have then had a, a bit of a go. So. Disappointed um, You know, Can't fault the players In terms of the effort And the way they worked Because it's very difficult When you're out there And yeah, you're having to work With a man less um, But again Just key moments As I've said For the last few weeks Again when you don't win When you, you lose Against your rivals There's always frustration I've been here long enough I know how it operates um, And that's the way it is You know the, We've had Loads of success And it's probably Going the other way This year but, you know, it's, it's went in Rangers' favour We've not been good enough uh, And we've got to accept that And, and get on with it And try and fix it your verdict's coming in then 0141-951-1025 We'll also hear what John Kennedy had to say On the sending off of Callum McGregor Some interesting comments on that And you can hear them next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here We're here until 8 o'clock So plenty of time to get your reaction in To yesterday's game at Ibrooks Or anything else from across the weekend Let's do it Let's go back and speak to Michael Who's a Celtic fan How would you sum up your feelings After that game yesterday Michael? Gordon I'm absolutely scunnered my friend I'm absolutely Like I said um, I knew that Celtic would be, Rangers would beat Celtic yesterday But no 
by that margin. I knew when Callum McGregor went off, I thought, no, Rangers are going to win about 3 nothing here. And um, But that Christopher Ayer, the defending for him is absolutely diabolical. Um, but obviously, I want to say about Neil Lennon. Neil Lennon was, wasn't obviously the problem. And um, I just think it's the player's attitude that stinks for me. There just there was no fight in them at all, Gordon. You know what I mean? And it's very very sad to see because it's it's heartbreaking for myself because it's actually caused me a lot of lot of anxiety. And um, I, I just think I'm, I'm I think it's enough enough now. Uh, and I think the Celtic support, supporters should not buy season tickets. Should start protesting because I think Dermot Desmond should leave the club as well. And because of their business skills, absolutely atrocious. No getting a manager in for 10 weeks. I also knew about that Nicky Hammond. I read about him that his recruitment was poor when he was at West Ham and what have you. Um, now, I do believe, I do really want to see... I don't know if Eddie Howe can do anything or he'll become the manager or what. But I would have liked to have seen Fergal Harkin, like I've said time and time before about being a director of football, and I'd also like to see, I don't know who's manager, but I would like to see somebody come in and do what Martin O'Neill did when he bought big, decent players, like your big Bull Baldies, your useful Harrens, Johan Yalbies and stuff like that, because, you know what, Rangers are going to dominate for years. Okay, let's start with some of the stuff from yesterday. Alex, I'll put that to you, and Hugh can do the, the bigger picture stuff. Um, Michael didn't like the, the attitude The desire he, he he threw Christopher Ayer's name in there I assume what he meant by that Was he how he appears to duck Under yeah. Morelos' shot Are you looking for your centre half At that point to just take one in the face Yeah well listen You've got to try and block the angle Gordon So you have to try and engage a little bit Make your body bigger But for a player who's been Apparently courted by English Premiership clubs Obviously being Norwich Who's just been promoted That would be alarming for me You know you want your centre half To get there Take whatever it takes It doesn't matter what part of the body it hits You know it stings for a couple of seconds But To duck out of that in the manner what he did is Because by actually ducking out at Gordon He doesn't give the goalkeeper mm. a chance Because it's hit that quick He can't react So that was disappointing And, and on the plus side for Ayer he, he stepped forward a couple of times I which was just was great about to, to say You kind of You kind of see both sides of his game he, then yesterday Didn't you? Absolutely. Because there were loads of examples of him Driving forward But yep. that, that big moment I know Did annoy some Celtic fans Yeah well listen Your centre half You wanted me to defend First and foremost Gordon You know he, he, There was a few balls Come into the box as well Kmar Roof has, has managed to uh, he, he, You know He, he obviously bullies uh, Simpson for the, the Equaliser You know He wins that at the back post You know Which is easier to attack But you've got to do it In your own box Gordon But it matters I think that's been a key thing For Celtic this season you've, They've conceded Goal after goal at set plays And he's been per- pretty much uh, In that centre half area Throughout the course of this season So I think defensively He's still got question marks for him These are indivisible Hugh You've got Instances within the game yesterday But then The manager The board The, the oh. recruitment Season tickets You know It's all getting mixed in together I'll address three points That Michael made there uh, First of all uh, No responsible media outlet Would back the Boycott of season tickets Because that's not what we're here to do uh, If fans don't want to buy a season ticket That's their prerogative But uh, we can advertise a boycott On season ticket sales Secondly with regard to Dermot Desmond um, He put money into Celtics since 1994 When Fergus McCann took over the club uh, People may question his stewardship 
And that's a perfectly legitimate tactic However, before you say Dermot Desmond should go You really need someone then who's interested in the 29% shareholding that Dermot Desmond has in Celtic So we'll wait and see if that person exists And uh, finally, Michael says the Celtic fans should protest They have That's what the car park was all about in the early part of the season And when the previous caller, Stephen, said that he wasn't bothered about the outcome of yesterday's match For the first time in his life, he didn't care Apathy is a killer That's worse, isn't it? Yeah uh, you know they were in the car park at the start of the season protesting. That stopped. Car park is quiet now. Uh, and if you are apathetic, even when Celtic are playing Rangers, that's not a good thing. Uh, okay, Michael, thank you very much. Let's hear what John Kennedy had to say on that sending off of Callum McGregor. I know lots of you had thoughts on it. Here's what the interim Celtic boss thought: disappointed with the result and uh, outcome of the game. Again, the red cards. Decisive moment in terms of Rangers scoring at the same time as Callum being sent off. So, obviously, that swings the game in Rangers' favour. Um, and then we get ourselves back into it. And then again, just in, in key moments, defending our box, we weren't you know, strong enough. And then again, when we did have our chances, which is always going to be hard to come by with 10 men, we just couldn't get a ball in the net. So, kind of a bit of what we've been, but again, made it all the harder because of the referee's decision on the red card. I think it's a bad decision. Not the second one, the red card, because he's on a yellow and he makes a tackle on the ground, but ask the referee for clarity at half time. Why did you book him in the first uh, and before that? Why did you give him a yellow card? And his words to me exactly were it was a reckless challenge. It wasn't reckless, I've seen it. It wasn't reckless. He's never even went to ground. There was no malice, there was no intent in the tackle in terms of any sort of power behind it. Um, so I think, again, big game for a, a young official you know, who doesn't have a lot of experience, um, and, he, and he makes a very harsh call, which then costs us in the end. You know, he's scams, put himself in the in the final line for so long he's been a huge part of the club's success and he will be going forward and he's the most disappointed man at Ibrox today so and again but I feel for him because I don't think he deserved it you know I don't think he deserved it certainly okay he makes a decision for the, to go to the ground which uh, he'll learn from but he shouldn't have been in that position in the first place he shouldn't have had the yellow card well to, to reference Nick Walsh's age and his inexperience John Kennedy was in the Celtic team at a very very young age because he was good enough to play for Celtic and Nick Walsh was reckoned to be good enough to handle that match yesterday. And all referees have to start with their first old firm game. Uh, later on, if you have Willie Collum, Bobby Madden, whoever, uh, you can then be criticised for your decisions, but not to be criticised in your first old firm game, simply because it is your first old firm game. I think John, on reflection, shouldn't have made that particular comment. It... it comes into the category of the one he made about on their day Celtic are the best team in the league I think a more experienced individual might not make comments like that and I do having said all that feel sorry for John Kennedy I think he's been a human firewall for Celtic for 10 weeks he's been stuck up there while everyone else has disappeared until the heat dies down I do feel sorry for him but the comments about Nick Walsh just forget it I've said earlier on, Gordon, I thought the, the first two bookings in the game were rather harsh in, in relation to, you know, old form fixtures. Uh, but as I said, once he sets that tone, he can't then backtrack on that. Well, so, you, you, so sorry, you, when you say the first two, you did think Cal McGregor's first was potentially a bit harsh? Because of the way that the first booking was administered for Simpson, because mm-hmm. I thought, oh, is he booking people for that type of thing so right. early? So he'd already set the tone. He can't then not book the next guy when it's kind of similar. But I think in terms of old firm games, I think it's harsh. 
But I don't agree with uh, you know the the second one. It's as crystal clear as you're going to get. Gordon, he smashed him. He's dived. He's lunged, and unfortunately, he's wiped mm. him out. And but again, to get to get into that position, Gordon, uh, you know, having all the experience he has, the only guy to blame for that's Callum McGregor. You know, because even though it's a it's a potentially harsh first booking, the second one is one hundred percent Stonewaller. So, you know, you can't blame him for that And he can then manage that game better, Callum McGregor 01419511025 Let's see what Tommy in Greenock's thinking tonight, Tommy How are you doing, panel? Um, I have two points, but can I just say something about um, the referee and the comments that were made? Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter what John Kennedy, Hugh, Alec or myself all think Whether the book, first booking was harsh or not The laws of the game are there And it depends on how the referee interprets them So, and Nick Walsh is a FIFA ranked referee, so his decision's good for me You know If that's what he thinks He thinks it was reckless That's good enough for me Well Tommy I know you're not new to this show But if we've just to accept Every refereeing decision Without talking about them We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll be out of a job In a week I'm not saying that God But just, it doesn't matter What we think But you know what I mean The only person that matters Is the referee on the park If that's his decision You've just got to live with it You can comment on it All you want But it's never going to change You know So uh, Me and you can watch A tackle Or whatever you want to call it and interpret in different ways But it's just It's referee Interprets how he sees it And it, it gives you a decision And you've just got to live with it You know But anyway My main two points are um, John Kendry made a comment About a fortnight ago About Lee Griffiths How he was trying to break Into the Scotland team And then he didn't play him yesterday Which baffles me And uh, The second one is Everybody's going about How bad Celtic have been all season Well the, Their team's not really changed For the last season They've actually strengthened it I think it's Other teams have figured out How they play And just Put their own team out in the park to combat that, like their zonal marking and the penalty errors and stuff like that. They've worked out a way of getting around that. So I don't think it's Celtic are so bad, and everybody else is, is, is just. In what, sorry, Tommy, in, in what way have Celtic strengthened from last season? Well, they spent five million in a goalie. They, they brought in a Yeti. And there's a, they brought in a couple of loan signings like Duffy. Oh, I, I get that. I get that on the numbers. And forgive me for being dramatic with the comparison, but somebody might spend five million quid for Hugh Evans to play up front, but that, that wouldn't necessarily be them strengthening the team, would it? Well, okay, I'll say they're allegedly strengthened. They thought they were strengthening the team, but the, the core of the team is still the same team that's been there for the last two or three seasons. Yeah, and the thing is, Hugh, even if that is true, though, that doesn't factor in the fact that players who are already there can oh. get worse and can underperform and. And they have Very, yeah, various other the, factors the, the story of the season Domestically and in Europe Has been of underperforming uh, It uh, was highlighted by Neil Lennon Very early on uh, And then he continued to pick the players That he had slaughtered uh, So they, they did not strengthen They, they bought But did not strengthen uh, And with regard to Griffiths Yeah I was surprised that he didn't see Any match time at all uh, particularly surprised when Odson Edwards' replacement was M- Mikey Johnson. Uh, I was surprised, although Edward uh, was not at full tilt uh, for the time he was on the park, he did get a goal and he remains your best prospect of getting another goal. Uh, and to then replace him with Mikey Johnson and leave Griffiths on the bench, who after all had scored in the last league game at Aberdeen, uh, was mystifying. Tommy's right uh, The substitutions were a bit strange for me also uh, I actually thought Edward did better than he has done recently You you look at the chances he created throughout the course of the game He got into some good areas mm. He gave Simpson a bit of a tough time uh, He managed to get the goal 
I understand if you want to take him off and try and chase the game, but Mikey Johnson played up front against Rangers a couple of years ago and it just did yeah, not work. Yeah. And for him to overlook uh, Griffiths having saying that he should go to the Euros is beyond belief because, and I think that's just a, a young, inexperienced manager getting yeah. caught up in the in the game and making wrong decisions to bring wrong players on. Yeah, I feel like this the, the debate around Lee Griffiths just goes on and on and every week there's a new... Development on it Where he comes on and scores So people then say Ah see That, sh- that shows you what he can do and, and he should be playing And then yesterday when, put on. when changes are to be made um, Yeah He doesn't get put on I mean it, It's now become not how, how could it possibly be Any consolation to you Alex When it's a, a full season You've not really managed To lay a glove on Rangers You've managed one yeah. draw You've certainly not managed To win the game If you're John Kennedy Would, would you be Still a little bit Concerned at the way They're passing up chances I'm not saying they had yeah. Dozens and they deserved To win the game Before anyone twists it Not not saying that at all But when you look at Turnbull's header And Elianusi's header Forrest A confident Forrest Why does he chop that one yeah. back And then get it blocked Edward seems to dilly dally The one he goes down The right side of the That's box right, yeah. Th- There's been a bit of a theme In these fixtures this season That Celtic in yeah. front of goal Don't look convincing I said at the top of the show Gordon uh, Celtic's front three Obviously Edward scored Didn't quite deliver When the big moments came Because you, you rightly said He came down that inside Right channel Gordon Had a great opportunity And then he drags it Badly past the far post Elanusi had a header Turnbull You know Kind of ducked out at a little bit I thought he'd need to put More purchase on it So that was another good opportunity So they carved up Open uh, Some good opportunities But when you look How prolific Rangers were Gordon And I think that's the difference Between the two teams You know That's a team that's in fr- uh, Fire at the moment Really on the mm. top of their game Whereas they just look yeah. as if they're lack of confidence they, Some of them actually look as if they want to get yeah. to the club Gordon They're at the end of the road now And listen I've been in clubs that have struggled Over the years Getting towards the end And you think mm. here we go And it's difficult to, to raise a gallop Knowing that you're going to boot the door in the summer Because the contrast is there even yesterday So take Roofs It's a great imagination from him that, that, I'm not, That's not even a chance is it I mean no. it's a ball that fi- fired into his chest yeah. No, Improvisation know, Gordon, he, just, he just he knows exactly where he is. He does, knows, yep. does brilliantly. Morelos, he, he's got Scott Brown in front of him. He has to make something happen. Yeah. He, the nutmeg, Christopher Ayers, and then it's an emphatic finish as yeah. well. So the difference in what happens in those eighteen yard boxes keeps deciding these fixtures. It's key moments, Gordon, and you're absolutely right. I actually was I was thinking about giving Morelos the goal of the weekend because they, to pick up the ball in that inside right channel of the box. Nutmeg and then your weaker left foot to drill it into that top corner was tremendous for Tommy, him. good to speak to you. We've got Michael, who's a Celtic fan in Townhead. He's not happy. We're going to speak to Michael next. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish Football's League Leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here They're desperate to hear from you on the phones No Twitter tonight, remember Our social media blackout continues Until just before midnight this evening So we're old school on the phones And just before the break I told you Michael in Townhead was hanging on the line I did say you weren't happy about yesterday, Michael I wonder if that's an understatement How would you sum up how you're feeling about things? Hi guys Yeah, Yesterday was just a calamity Disaster, just Gutless, Gut, that's probably the word, the most apt word for Celtic yesterday, gutless. There was nobody in the team prepared to you know, grab the game with the scuff of the neck. Nobody prepared to stand up and be counted. They just accepted they just accepted it. I mean, Scott Brown, it was his last game, and thank God, because he was an embarrassment yesterday. That second goal, I mean, Morelos absolutely ripped him apart. And, I mean, yeah, the Celtic... They can't defend or attack. They created four or five really good chances. Tumbles header, Elianusi's header, 
but none of them were taken at the back. I mean, 38-year-old I mean, before absolutely ripped Stephen Welsh apart. Uh, John Joe Ke- John Joe Kenny. If I had a pound for every time John Joe Kenny's passed the ball back this season, I think I'd have enough money to buy Celtic. I'm being honest with you, he's that bad. And yeah, the bigger picture. I mean, I said two weeks ago after we get beat, the board and to announce a manager now give the the fans some clarity. Personally, I think with regards to manager situation. Personally, I think the reason there's not been that much movement is that I think that Lobel and the Celtic board were holding out for John Kennedy. They were thinking if he can beat Rangers once, maybe win the Scottish Cup, win a good few games, finish the season strongly, they could probably try and sell him. But now they, they can't do that. And yeah, just in regards to John Kennedy as well, I mean, I'm not going to call him a charity case or any of that, but I think for himself he should leave the club because he's been set, said that he's this great coach by Brendan Rodgers. And co- prove it. Go to another club. Build your profile for yourself more than anything because there's, there's no point in him staying at Celtic where nobody really rates him. Oh, I'll go back to your point about gutless. They've been gutless all season. That's how you grow out of the Betfred's Cup at home to Ross County. Uh, that's how you lose eight goals home and away to Sparta Prague. Uh, so it's been a problem all season long. But all the players that you have had a go at, Scott Brown, John Joe Kenny, etc., etc., none of them will be there next season, Michael. Uh, so you have to address the bigger picture And the bigger picture is When will a manager be appointed? If it's Eddie well, Howe I think Michael kind of did say that You know, He felt His no. theory was that he felt They were they were hoping that John Kennedy Would have done well enough in the interim So that they could offer him And now he doesn't think that's a nah, possibility I, I think John's been put there As I say As the human firewall He's taken the, the, the brunt of the blame for everything While others have disappeared out of sight Until the heat dies down uh, But the question has to be asked now. I mean, we're 11 weeks away from the uh, European Champions League qualifiers starting. Uh, you know, you've, you've got out of the team that started yesterday, I think four players will make it to the start of next season. Is that what it is? 11 weeks until the qualifiers? Yeah. So what, what, how many weeks will that be until Celtic start pre-season? Uh, it's five, say? No, from, from the 15th, when the season finishes, a week Saturday. Right, so seven, seven five, weeks. Five weeks after the season finishes. The 21st of June, I think Celtic are back in. So what's I mean, that seven? Is that about seven weeks? Just short yeah. of seven weeks, yeah. For example, is Eddie Howe waiting until the two Rangers games are out of the way and then it's safe to come up? Uh, whatever the reason If Eddie Howe is to be the new manager Why has nothing been done yet? I mean the two the two mm. Rangers games are now out of the way Why wasn't he announced mm. this morning? I never felt uh, John Kennedy was ever an option Gordon I've, I've heard this uh, argument Oh if he won the Scottish Cup I just didn't think that he is Management material at that level uh, You look at his win rate And again this is hindsight But I've been, I felt this way throughout the course of his tenure I think he's at 37% Win rate, which is I know, but is that not Michael's point though? Celtic, no, no, he, Michael, hoping, Michael feels I know, but that I still Celtic, don't believe that. Celtic were hoping that today we, you could be sitting here saying, "Oh, John Kennedy's got a seventy-five percent win rate. Great, yeah. we can offer him the job." Yeah, but it's okay saying that. But I never felt as if he was a realistic. I always thought he was a stopgap. I'm actually surprised. I, I said on the show, I thought they should have cleaned the whole place out when they were changing Neil Lennon rather than keep John Kennedy. And I say, just bring up uh, McManus and Tam McIntyre for the younger guys. A clean slate. Clear the clear the decks. A lot of Celtic fans feel that as well, Gordon, and that's what I felt at the time because he was complicit in what was going on at that particular time. It's such a bad run of results. We've seen them preside over two wins in twelve. You're not telling me that he's not had a big part of what Neil Lennon was doing mm. at that particular time. So for him to go in and even have a 
a, a whisper of actually trying to become the Celtic manager. I never seen that happening. Michael, you mentioned gutless, you know, and that comes back to you know, players aren't trying or the players' attitude isn't right. How much of it do you really think is that? And then how much of it? Because you've referenced some other players there. How much of it is that guys actually aren't good enough? And in certain positions, Celtic have, unfortunately for them, downgraded significantly in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah, downgraded significantly. I mean, I said a few weeks ago again, we let Kieran Tierney go and Michael Lustig and replaced him with Laxell and, you know, John Joe Kenny. I think the major problem this season, though, is that the players haven't played as a team. There's been too many players who have put themselves before the team who, of this season of all seasons, what it meant that this shows that they just didn't get it. That They play for Celtic, but they're not fans. They don't get, you know, the fans' expectations, a lot of them. They are only playing for themselves there's not really any that I could really say apart from maybe you know David Turnbull who's been trying but a lot of them have just really put themselves before their team looking for big moves and yeah not as a team and again, if, if that's the case then Michael well, if that's the case going back to what Alex was just saying are you not inclined to cut John Kennedy some slack because if the team are as gutless and as bad as you're making out then it sounds like he's Got one hand tied behind behind his back. I know, but the things well, John. I mean, well, Neil Lennon left ten weeks ago. The players haven't picked it up whatsoever. There's been no improvement whatsoever, and of course, the players need to take responsibility for that. But John Kennedy as well, his tactics haven't been great. I mean, yesterday he took off James Forrest, and that was a width gone. You know, didn't give Lee Griffiths any game time. He put sorrow on. Eventually, when he's had you know the past. What is it? Seven, eight games. He's not featured at all, and he throws him into that. And it's like he's not—he's not a Celtic class manager. He's not, you know, got any real tactical nuance, in my opinion. So I think that for himself, he should go to another club, build his profile, prove himself. Because as I say, nobody at Celtic rates him. Nobody. But in terms of understanding the season, as you put it, Michael, Peter Lowell's a. Born and bred Celtic fan He he understood The whole bit About 10 in a row But he didn't get rid Of the manager Quickly enough Neil Lennon uh, Celtic supporter Born and bred He understood 10 in a row But he just couldn't do it uh, So John Kennedy Was only there To hold the fort But he's been holding The fort for 10 weeks Including two games Against Rangers In which To use your expression Celtic have been gutless uh, It is all symptomatic of a season that started to go wrong very early on and steps were not taken early enough to see if they could alter the course of a season that was going downhill rapidly. Michael, thank you for taking the time tonight. Let's bring in David, who's in Cumbernauld. What's your point tonight, David? Evening, the evening panel. Hello. Is this the... I I was on a few weeks ago and I was saying I wasn't very sure about uh, Kemal Roof and he's absolutely proven me wrong so I'd like to take my words back against Kemal Roof if that's the Kemal Roof that we're going to get next season I want to see a lot more of him he was absolutely electric um, uh, on the game in the old firm he was absolutely brilliant you can see his positioning was there he was just on one of the games that you get as a striker where you can't do nothing wrong. What was missing was for that last goal. Maybe Alan McCoy said something in Gerard's ear to get a bath. Funnily enough, David, good of you to take it back and admit you were wrong, but I don't even think David has to. Alex, no. loads of people were... It was a fair comment to say that Kamal Roof's level 
had dropped and we know he had injuries and the performance again, or the, you know, the St Johnston result last week, yeah. lots of people calling for Scott Wright. I don't think that was controversial, but did we see a reaction from Kamal Ruth yesterday? Yeah, I think one of the, you're right, Gordon, what you say about Kamal Ruth. I think he has struggled for injuries throughout the, the course of the last couple of years. If they can get him through the summer, get a good pre-season and try and get him to hit the ground running next year, because listen, this guy, he's a goal scorer, he's got trickery, He's intelligent. He, he scores really intelligent goals as well. So I think he's a really was it sixteen and thirty four for a guy at stop start. It's mm. not a bad ratio. And I think what you're seeing is on the back of last week. I think it looks to me as if it's a guy and he's a couple of games, Gordon, to try and get up to a level of fitness, a level of sharpness. And he was very much at the top of his game yesterday. Yeah, so the television highlights last night saying, "Oh, Kamal Roof was man of the match." And I know Stephen Davis got it in the studio. The guys in here were unanimous Kent. yesterday Kent. that it had to be Ryan Kent. Yeah, well, God, what was your take? You, you were there, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I thought. Um, I actually thought Ryan Kent was was unplayable at times. He is terrorising. He's picking up pockets that he's terrorising the the Celtic midfield. He's going central. He's going wide. He's he can go inside He can go outside And he's just really At the top He is at the top of his game At the moment But when you look at Davis When you look at Roof's contribution When you look at the deliveries For the fullbacks, uh, And I also thought I thought Glenn Kamara Was excellent I spoke to you guys At the last break One of the key things For me yesterday Was that Celtic Didn't pick up enough Second balls In the defensive area Of the box Gordon And Rangers managed to do that The first goal Kamara wins it Which keeps it alive I think it was the third goal uh, With Kamar Roof's header Stephen Davis wins a header To keep it alive So they were picking up Key uh, balls At the right moment uh, David Do you want to come back in? Uh, I just think He's one of the players You can see he's, uh, he, was, he was missing That match fitness Maybe that played a part In um, what, what I was seeing But I, I totally take my words back Kamar Roof He was absolutely brilliant Yesterday Morelos was too so there goes my wee point beforehand that I wasn't sure about them. Hopefully we can keep a, a hold of both of them when the, when the summer transfer window comes. But I've heard rumblings and rumours going about all our players. But that's the difference with Rangers. Um, we've got players there that are worth a lot of money that we've not paid a lot of money for. Yeah. And it just shows you how good that backroom team has been getting them in. Hugh, David will need to learn you, you you don't advertise it when you get one wrong You just move on You forget that it ever <laughs> exactly. happened and you tr- How many times do I have to say it? Go from one mistake to the next With no loss of enthusiasm <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm chuffed because I said during the match Brian Kent is unplayable today And Alec yeah. has just used the same words Is that the endorsement you were looking for? Mm. Right, okay, David, thank you Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. I've got a funny feeling you two will be very much playable on Beat the Pundit as opposed to unplayable. So let's see what we've got tonight. 0141 951 1025. If you've never heard it before, it's very simple. You come on here, you answer more questions right than Hugh or Alex, and you win yourself a signed ball. You do also need to call before 7 o'clock, though. So don't hang around. Your chance to beat the pundit is up next. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Monday night's show means we look back on all the weekend's big talking points in the company of Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens. As you can imagine, in this part of the world, a lot of the first hour taken up by reaction to the game at Ibrooks yesterday. So if you've got any further thoughts, if you agree or disagree with what you've heard so far, please pick up the phone. And let us know what you think Other than that Come on you St Mirren Hamilton 
Motherwell, Kilmarnock fans The bottom six was very, very exciting At the weekend The race for third is on as well So whatever you've got Whatever you took away from the weekend 01419511025 And let us know We'd love to hear from you But we will do this first Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Beat the pundit time The guys just before the news Were telling us Who was unplayable yesterday We speculated That they would probably Not be unplayable at Beat the pundit But Scott and Cardonald Is going to try and take them on tonight How's it going Scott? Hi good mate How's it going? Not yes, bad sir. at all yet Can't complain Are you confident? Are you one of these That's absolutely no idea How it's going to go And you'll just Take your chances? Uh, I'm a wee bit confident Good to me, I like that. That, that I think that's the perfect amount of confidence you Because any more than you're setting yourself up for a fall Any less Why are you wasting your time? I don't like the sound of Scott already <laughs> Yeah he's, he's, he's balanced <laughs> <laughs> I knew you wouldn't write heads It will be Hugh Keevans And Tails it's Alex Ray It is Tails Alex Ray Up against Scott from Cardonald So Alex I'll give you something else to listen to Just so that you don't know what Scott is giving it Scott I'll put 30 seconds on this clock just answer as many right as you can And if you don't know The key is to pass quickly And move on, okay? Yep Good man yeah, yeah. 30 seconds starting now What was the score The last time Celtic beat Rangers? 1-0 uh, Who did Partick Thistle beat To win Scottish League 1 last week? Pass Name any player who started Their first Old Firm game of the season yesterday John Joe Kenny Commandment keeper Colin Doyle Plays for which international side? Uh, Republic Island Who's the top scorer In the bottom six Kilafferty Name either side Declared joint winners Of the Tunnock's Caramel Wafer Cup Pass Okay let's bring Alex back Alex can you hear us Yes Same set of questions to you 30 seconds on the clock Your time starts now What was the score The last time Celtic Beat Rangers uh, 1-0 Who did Partick Thistle beat To win Scottish League 1 Last week uh, pass Name any player who started their first Old Firm game of the season yesterday Jack Simpson Commandment keeper Colin Doyle plays for which international team? Uh, Northern Ireland Who is the top scorer in the bottom six? Uh, McGrath Name either side declared joint winners of the Turnock's Caramel Wafer Cup Dave Rovers And which Celtic player received his one and only England cap in 2004? Thompson Okay, okay. Scott, what do you make of the competition? Nah, he's beat us. I think so. Nah, he um, buckled under the pressure, man. No, you know what won, don't you? Number three. I, 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 I know, honestly. We'll get to that. What was the score the last time Celtic beat Rangers? It was 1 0, the Scottish League Cup final, 8th of December. That was an absolute guess. Remember it? I think you both guessed it, but you both got it right. Christopher Julian. Uh, who did Partick Thistle defeat to win Scottish League 1 at last week? Falkirk. Falkirk. I know now. One all. Name any player who started their first old firm game of the season. You had the choice of Jack Simpson. Or James Forrest I'm afraid yeah, Scott John Joe Kenny man Neither can I to be honest But I thought I, would, I, would, I didn't want to rub it in Right Commandment keeper Colin Doyle Plays for The Republic of Ireland oh. Scott got that So it's two all dear, After dear, four dear. questions Who is the top scorer In the bottom six In the Premiership It's Devante Cole On ten Wow We spoke about it At the weekend though Yeah I'm just thinking about overall So what is it Premier goal? League goals Is that what yeah, you're saying Yeah league goals Yeah Did you say league goals And the question Well in the bottom six 
So you're not. <laughs> come on, okay. you're not just going right, to randomly. Right, right, okay. on. One before. How many's, how many's McGrath got in the league, Chris? It can't be. He can't be far off it. We'll get uh, back just to that. In. Brilliant. It'll be about one in it, I reckon. <laughs> uh, name either side declared joint winners of the Tunnock's Caramel Wafer Cup, Wraith <laughs> Rovers or Inverness. Alex got it. And he even had the chance to rub a wee bit And he got Alan Thompson Yeah, Tom, yeah, yeah. Uh, Four for Alex and a two for you, Scott Wasn't bad, just not quite good enough Hard lines Unlucky, pal No worries, man, cheers, guys cheers. Good cheers, man, cheers. that was Scott in Cardonal Jamie McGrath, eight league goals Devante <laughs> You can smell on your face There is nine. Oh, it's nine as well oh, There is one in it There's no way they going to a flying um, It doesn't matter, though, because <laughs> one, the, one goal for Devante Cole Before Graham Alexander got there And nine since Graham Alexander there you go, magic touch 01419511025 That's the number you need On that topic It was a huge afternoon In the bottom six Kilmarnock, Kyle Lafferty's back fit What a boost yeah. They're the team in form They lose at Motherwell Hamilton Ackies Surely this is the season This is the season they're going to go They go and win at St Mirren Meanwhile Ross County beat Dundee United They've just battered Aberdeen the week oh. before So there is an air of unpredictability And high drama in the bottom six Now just three points Separating the three sides And they have to play each other As well yeah. Between now and the end of the season Also in the race for third Aberdeen Look very much back in it They won Hibs lost And they have still to play each other It's so only three it, points Gordon I said four at the weekend I think it's three Three yeah So it is all happening If you have any thoughts on those Or anything else from the weekend Do pick up the phone 01419511025 It was a great Saturday Hugh Wasn't it Very dramatic Yeah, yeah I think In terms of Aberdeen it's been a good uh, time for Stephen Glass However They play uh, Hibs next yeah. And uh, Hibs know that they can Take care of business that time And I don't think that Aberdeen can anticipate Getting anything at Ibrox On the 15th of May When Rangers get handed the championship trophy They are going to want to Mark the day With a, a resounding victory So uh, well done Stephen Glass But you're going to finish fourth I think Stephen Glass Would like to go into that last game With a fighting chance though Hugh I think that's his objective At the moment To try and get three points Draw a level And then obviously Try and get something at Ibrox We're all set up though aren't we that we, we kick our game quite a lot And you know It deserves it at times But what the split In the playoffs Does for drama For us at this yeah. time Of the yeah. season is, is great Like I say Not only is it tight But these teams now All need to yeah. play each other Well I think as you say Gordon uh, Ross County Versus Hamilton Next Wednesday up at Dingwall oh, What a game the, the 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 magnitude of that game You know I mean, we talk, If fans we talk, could get in Would you go up? Would you go up? I mean is it, is it that good? Let me tell you If you were sending me up here Me and the Shugster And we were getting a no, lot I mean, of off, off your own back no. I would go yeah Would you? Right. Yeah. If, if we you fancy sending me up? If we had a quote of the weekend To go with the howl of the goal And the result It would be Brian Rice Who said if they survive this It would be like Climbing Everest In your flip flops yeah, we'll maybe hear from some of those managers in a bit later on in the show. I want to hear from you on those topics as well. If you're a fan of the bo- bottom three clubs, how nervous are you? Mm. Try and describe to us what it's like because it's easy for us to say, oh, this is great, great drama. Maybe not if you're in the thick of it. So let us know. 01419511025. Let's go back on the phones mm. just now, though, with Stuart in Bailiston. Uh, what's your point tonight, Stuart? Hi, well, Ranger, uh, it's. Took an office manager, Stephen Gerrard, to get where we are, right? That's mm-hmm. three years. How long do you think Celtic's going to take the, the, the way Hugh and everybody else is talking about it? Scott Brown's away. He was a sort of the guy that could motivate. Been a date on Sunday, and I was, uh, I felt for the guy. And I'm a Rangers supporter. But how long do you think it's going to take Celtic to get back to where they can compete? 
That question can't be answered Because first of all You need to know who the managers are going to be And the players uh, Yeah And who he's going to sign uh, So you know I always go back to The season when Dick Advocat Beat uh, Celtic Every time out And won the league by 21 points Celtic then appointed Martin O'Neill as manager And Celtic won the league the following season By 19 points So there's a 40 point turnaround so it depends on who you appoint as manager It depends on who you sign It depends on how much money you're willing to throw at it So your question cannot be answered tonight It can only be answered when you find out who the manager is And who he's bought Okay, but given that yeah. we don't know that How difficult, Very difficult do you think it will be for Celtic to Say, win the league next season? Oh, I, I think they're already behind Because uh, they still have not Confirmed who the manager is And until such times As Eddie Howe is there With a Celtic scarf over his head Having his photograph taken It is not certain So We're still waiting on confirmation We're still waiting on A summer time Of unbelievable activity Both in the sense of Selling players And buying them You're asking an awful lot Of any manager Against a Rangers team Settled Confident and with players already in mm. for next season Should we not learn lessons though Alex From what we've seen in the last couple of seasons How many people at the in March When things were shut down And the way Rangers were And the way Celtic were How many people saw this coming? I don't think I don't well, too listen. many And remember those hammerings That Celtic used to give Rangers And, and uh, Stuart's right Yes it has taken Stephen Gerrard three years So I'm not saying it was overnight But we used to get calls after those games Saying Rangers were five years behind 10 years behind But but football just doesn't work like that It takes a couple on, on one hand For one team to get a couple of things right Whilst the other one is, is getting things wrong and, and, and they start to move back towards each other And that, that's what we've what seen, seen happen yeah. relatively quickly I know people say Stephen Gerrard three years But but for a lot of those three years Celtic were still dominant yeah. And then things changed Yeah I, I... I think part of the process, Gordon, you've obviously seen Rangers uh, not do so well at the turn of the year. And what happened in the summer there, Stephen Gerrard identified that they were very light up front. So what the first thing he did was he went and bought two strikers. So now he's got options there. Then he added more uh, central midfielders because they were getting a wee bit light in the middle of there as well. They were going before, maybe five. Now they've got six internationals. And at the back, they identified centre-halves. When Katic went out, they went out and got Balogun. Another international So what they've done is They've strengthened in key areas And and mm. that has carried them Through the course of the season Because I think even if you look now I think they've got about Seven or eight injuries Rangers And they still managed mm. to Turn out a decent level of performance So going back to Celtic I think they've got an unbelievable job I, I, I can't emphasise The essence of time Time is everything for Celtic At the moment And as the weeks pass by I think Celtic mm. are getting Further and further away Because you have to Get the manager in You have to get the director of football Then who do you then go back to the actual database that they have Who was compiled by Nicky Hammond When you look at his last transfer window Which was really poor So again, who's actually signing them Are you going to go in that recommendation And none of these mm. people are in the key positions Who keeps talking about the manager is vital oh. uh, And if they, ha if they have identified Eddie Howe And he's waiting for the summer I think that's the wrong uh, tactic for him I think he should be in now So sure to read between the lines a little bit You ask the question to the panel You are a Rangers fan Is it your opinion that after yesterday And after this season You think it will take years for Celtic to catch up Is that what you're getting at? 
I, I think there'll be there'll be take their coattails. And I, see, see, this season has been brilliant. No, here's Hugh Keevan St. Carnage. He's not said it all season. It's been brilliant. And every time Rangers play Celtic, he used to say Carnage, you'll be Carnage. It's just Carnage the other but, way now, though, Hugh, is it not? Yeah, I don't remember saying Carnage. But anyway, <laughs> I, um, you know, obviously, I, I keep on saying uh, this is the season for Celtic when if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. Uh, they are having. The kind of time that Rangers used to have when Brendan Rodgers uh, was in charge at Celtic. The the roles are now completely reversed. They can do nothing right. But on a serious note for Celtic, Rangers are well in advance of them and set up for the start of next season. Not a problem for them. Mm. There's so much work to be done that you'd have to say that unless the new manager, whoever he may be, can work a miracle on the transfer front and hit the ground running, uh, then Celtic already look second favourites for next season. Is there a lesson in this then for Rangers, Alex? Because don't take this is not my opinion. We get callers all the time who say Celtic took things for granted. They fell asleep at the wheel. They took their eye off the ball. Whatever one of those yeah. cliches. We didn't keep building when we were strong. So surely that that's now. Can that serve as a reminder to Rangers? Yeah. Yes, yes, you're the dominant force right now, but but if you just hang around and hope that it's going to continue that way, if you make a couple of bad decisions, it, yeah, it won't be long in shifting. Gordon, see if you go back to the start of this season. I think if you ask most Celtic fans, they would have been delirious yeah. with the transfer window. You, 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 he says it was the best transfer window in many a year. They managed to keep hold of all of their assets. And listen, we're standing here one year down the line in the benefit of hindsight here. Uh-huh. Some of the assets that Celtic had. A year, uh, sorry, two uh, two years of the the contract still remaining. Edward, you get an absolute fortune for Christie. Fortune were uh, Christie Ayer. So they're four guys that their value is really depreciated, and they're through everything at it, and it really has uh, backfired. And not even necessarily because they're playing worse, even if they are, but they're just further on in the contracts anyway. Yeah, so, I know what I'm saying is, Gordon. See, two years you can yeah, actually yeah. you can get top dollar. That's if what I mean. You're talking contractually yes, rather abs- than you know, performance. Well, to be fair, and Gordon, it might be both. I think it is both. Yeah. Uh, so you look at it. These clubs will know pay the the money they were going to do uh, last year. Stuart, thank you. Let's bring in Kieran, who's a Celtic fan in Greenock, and see what his take is on things. Hi, Kieran. How you doing, Gordon? Um, how's the panel as well? How you doing, lad? Good. Yeah. Uh, just well, I'm saying to the producer, I think um, whoever the manager's going to be, they've got a very, very tough job on their hands. Uh, I think it's been left far too long. Champions League qualifiers will come round, and I see us not qualifying yet again. Um, after that, the, the manager will be under severe pressure to build a team that's got a challenge for the win. Um, so I heard you obviously talking about that rebuilding, how it took Rangers three years under Gerard to. To finally get the league title Celtic obviously enjoyed But numerous 12 trophies On the bounce I think it was And uh, just, I, I don't see Celtic Winning the league Next season With the rebuild job They've got At the moment Just wonder how you Feel about that I, I know it's a broken record With me on this topic However Celtic have no league game This weekend If A new manager is coming in And you've got That length mm. of time Surely You would give the fans an inkling of what's going on, if not the actual appointment of the manager. This has gone on for so long, it is reported that 
Eddie Howe met Dermot Desmond four weeks ago What precisely can be holding this up? See just to try and provide a, a tiny shred of yeah. balance See now that we are here and everything is gone I mean official there really is nothing left to uh-huh. play for There's two games would, we, would waiting to the end of the season now make any difference? I, I get that a few weeks ago you would say no get it, get it done But we're now talking Two weeks does that, does that make any difference? For me it does Because if you're talking about 11 weeks Until the Champions League qualifiers begin uh, Then Nine weeks before the Champions League qualifiers begin You only bring in a manager mm. They are understanding that He's going yep. to have to provide More than half a team full of new players Gordon, see if you just give yourself two weeks It would allow you to actually look at the personnel who's there Mm -hmm. Now there's been question marks The new manager has to have a look at Lee Griffiths It would give him a chance to have a look at him See where he is in in that uh, circumstance And then it would also have a chance to look at fringe players Because you know that Edward, Christie, Mm -hmm. Ayer They're all gone Scott Brown's gone Put Sorrow in Gives you a chance to get clap Mm -hmm. eyes on these guys And make Mm -hmm. an assessment Now, you might not do that in two weeks but you start to form yeah. a kind of opinion I do accept that So what I'm about to say is not trying to contradict sure. that Because you're right That's something you can only do if you're in the building However, I wonder if we're get, Are we getting hung up slightly on You know, this number of weeks Because how many weeks ago did you say Eddie Howe met Dermot Desmond? Four weeks Right, so if he in his head decided then Or even before that That he was going to take the Celtic job He's going to be thinking about it already You know, he's going to be moving things around behind the scenes He's going to be trying to come up with a plan and analyse it You know he's not going to if, if it's next week If it's the week after He's not going to walk in On that day and go Right okay that, I'm going to start thinking About Celtic now I assume that if it is Going to be him Then his thought process Has already well, begun If that is the case And his thought process Has already begun Why can't the club Announce it? Well, I think obviously the, Gordon, the report is about trying to get right. staff together and negotiation Go, taken Gordon, away. Gordon, you're absolutely right because you become absolved about that. I'll give you an example. Paul Ince spoke to me about Notts County that night. I went through the whole squad where they've been playing, how many games they played for. I looked at footage, even though we hadn't even been employed. So you do start mm. taking that in, but there was nothing quite like being in and working with the guys. Rakiran, mm. I don't know how that. If the guys have put your mind at ease at all, or what? What else do you think is the what else are the challenges coming up facing Celtic immediately? I do, I do like. I mean, you said about the, the, the final two games. It, it, does, it doesn't matter to the players. I mean, if the players yesterday were actually lethargic, like they were getting done. The, the greatest respect, Rangers have been amazing all season. Um, if Celtic take their chances in the old form, you're, you're talking about maybe three each this past few games. But um, the, the defence is just an absolute shambles. Like they're getting done with the easy step overs, they're just not interested. And I get that some of the players obviously will be moving on. Edward, Ayer, Christie. Um, Christie, by the way, is taking a lot of criticism, but he's playing out of position the whole season. Uh, if we had signed a few wingers, I think Nicky Johnston, no, I don't think he's good enough at the moment. I maybe he should go out and loan. I know what happened for Christie, and that's done wonders for him. Uh, same with Ayer when he went to Kilmarnock, so. Uh, I think If Howe is the manager To come in Why is he not going to announce now if, if there's something That's stopping him From coming in Then he's, he's, he's not the manager That we're wanting I said to the producer That I, I would go for Sean Maloney But I know he's not He's not had a proper job I know he's been in number two For uh, Belgium But when you see him Looking at sports and stuff He talks talks a great game Seems to know what he's talking about And he's obviously got connections With Celtic So I would I would I uh, would Try and go for him If Eddie Howe's No interested 100% in a job Yeah I, I think You know He clearly has a very sharp Tactical mind A on the way he talks And B yeah. the, 
the, the type of company that he's keeping at the moment sure. um, While there is no hard and fast announcement People like Kieran are going to bring up other names Like Sean Maloney or whoever We are beyond that though, are we not? Should, should we be? How do we know? Because, uh, you know, the, why... I, I do appreciate your well, point of Eddie Howe still remains Celtic's target if, And the, the, there is nothing to suggest that that's not happening Other than the fact that it hasn't happened yet If he's that piecing, doesn't mean That doesn't mean you're back to square one and, and plucking names from here, there and everywhere And saying he, he should be the manager If he's piecing together his backroom team Which was the last report we heard Then are they hesitating? Or are we able to speculate that they're having second thoughts about coming to Glasgow? Uh, so for me the whole thing is mysterious And unnecessarily mysterious And to introduce the mercenary note How do you sell season tickets to people? And they don't know who the manager is And they don't know who he's signing And they don't know who's leaving Kieran, thank you very much 01419511025 More calls and a full time teaser next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's that time of the night Where Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray need to show a bit of teamwork They need to come together to try and answer your question The questions that you send in for the teaser That's the beauty of it Because you lot have got much better knowledge than them And invariably they struggle between now and the end of the show to complete your list. But I think this one is very, very doable. I'm not sure. It's, I'm no, not sure what you've just said there. It's topical, it's doable, and it was sent in by Stephen in Coatbridge. So thank you to Stephen, full time at Clyde1.com. That's where you need to send them. And Stephen says, Before Callum McGregor, can you name the last eight to be sent off in an old firm game? Told you, topical, doable. Lafferty. Before Callum McGregor, the last eight players to be sent off in an old firm game. Morelos. Morelos, yes. Simonovic. Yes. Um. Uh, let me think. Uh, Fraser Forster. No. Not within the last. Jeremy. Eight. Jeremy Fimprong. Yes. Okay, we'll leave it there. That's a good start. Before Callum McGregor, can you name the last eight players to be sent off? In an old firm game You've got Morelos Frimpong And Simunovic Which means you've got Another five to get And you've got Between now and the end of the show So even you two Can't mess it up from here Just one more reminder Full time Oh yeah At (laughs) Clyde1.com If you want to get Your questions in To the guys Uh, Let's look back at some Beat on Go on then Right fine Okay Beat on Right you're halfway there Even you two Can't mess it up from here I'll repeat (laughs) it Believe me Um, Let's Hear a bit from some of the managers involved At the weekend Brian Rice Was he the big winner over the weekend? He was certainly one of them Absolutely delighted to come here and win, uh, win the match And get a crucial three points I said yesterday We'll need to do what we need to do Then we'll look at the situation Ross County's won So it makes our, our result even better uh, And Kilmarnock's lost So it's dragged them back into it as well And it's going to go right down to the last game I think you can only ask for things to be in your own hands and like I said, you know, we've done well today. I think we deserve to win the match. Uh, so we now go and prepare for the Ross County game, which is going to be another big match. There were some young lads thrown in there today, young Regan Mimu. I don't think he started the game this season, maybe one. Uh, had to put him in today for his composure in a hectic match and he's, he's went in there and responded, but people were throwing their, their bodies on the line there today for us. And that's what we need at Hamilton every week. 
So, delighted with the three points today because this is a hard place to come to him. St Man have got a really good squad, you know, really good players, uh, a lot of good young players coming through as well. So, no, it's a massive three points for us today. The win for Hamilton against St Mirren, the win for Ross County against Dundee United, and the defeat for Kilmarnock against Motherwell. How big a weekend was it at the bottom in the race for survival? Completely surprising for me. Really? Uh, I, I thought that St Mirren would beat Hamilton Ackies. I also thought Dundee United would beat Ross County. Uh, I had misgivings. <laughs> no, this isn't saying very much, remember, based on your track record. Yeah, I know. But it, it was very surprising for me. And they, they are to be commended, Ross County and St Mirren. Uh, Tommy Wright, the Kilmarnock manager, spoke about criminal defending on the part of his team. It's a bad time of the season to be struck by criminal defending. Uh, so it is absolutely fascinating And although Brian is suspended uh, From the touchline He's going to Dingwall You're practically on the touchline When you're sitting in the front row of the stand there So the fourth official will have a, a lovely time of it With Brian on one side And Yogi in the other Quiet, it won't be Yeah, you have to say Gordon It was big, big results for Ross County and Hamilton At the weekend And it just gives them a fighting chance I think uh, Brian Rice said that he wanted in his own hands He's got an opportunity To go up to Ross County I think it's an unbelievable game Next week uh, And if they can win that It puts them in a brilliant game Going into the, the last game Of the season Where they take on Kilmarnock uh, Throughout Hamilton The experience of having Been there and, and done it Does does that help Hamilton Or do we overuse that Because I'm thinking about The team There might not be nah, there Might not be too many there. There's a lot of youth there Guys some, like Dougie some Emery guys. In, in the midfield um, He was decent wasn't he but you never know Maybe or, But maybe though There's a A sort of feeling That, that runs through the club that, that siege mentality You know this, this is what we do And people will write us off And Might that be quite easy To buy into Does that give Hamilton Any sort of edge um, Over over say a Kilmarnock Who have been In the top flight I, th- I think my whole life Would that be yeah. right I think they have And you know the, the thought of going down To them Must seem a whole lot scarier Than than if you're at Hamilton Ackies, it's handy to use in the in the the pre-match team talk. You know, we're always been written off. We're only Hamilton, and and go off on the rant. However, if you've a bad night, it, it won't help you. Uh, and at that bottom six, you just never know what's coming mm. next. you get a great result. Mickey Mellon was talking about looking for Dundee United to be the kind of team that can go two games in a row. Showing consistency Two games in a row I mean <laughs> That's how Inconsistent it is In that bottom six Here's what's interesting About it as yes. well Alex Because at the weekend I know what you're going to say They're about to play each other Which is interesting But at the weekend The three relegation Threatened teams Played the three teams Who are safe However Two of those teams Final. Have got cup semi-finals To look forward to Jim Goodwin made changes Did, did that help Hamilton? Is that A pain in the backside If you're Tommy Wright? Yeah, well listen, I think listen, I don't think Tommy Wright can comment on other teams What they do is their own business, Gordon And I, I think it did have a bearing We were in the studio on Saturday And someone says I'm sure Jim will use the old kind of cliche Ah, they didn't do sell any favours You mm. know, you've got to ask question marks of the manager So you can see it yourself I gave a real good performance last week Picked me for the final And it didn't seem to be too many Whereas Dundee United played more or less their, their, their full team uh, and it's spectacularly backfired So they'll be getting into that thinking Where do we go for here Dundee United? Yeah I also liked how we were all saying in the studio ah, well, St Johnson are ringing the changes He's dropped Xander Clark He's given him a rest And turns out he was just injured A much, much more simple <laughs> explanation uh, So there we go um, We are 
Certainly looking forward to, to those games I suppose Kilmarnock's Misery was heaped on them by Motherwell Alex Who just kind of Quietly going about Their business I'm not sure people yeah. Unless they've heard us Use the stat Or seen it elsewhere The third best team The third most points Since Graham Alexander Took over So only Celtic and Only Rangers and Celtic Have got more um, And they are yeah, they're, like I say, they're, they're finding a way to win games. Were you checking that at half past five in uh, Saturday morning when you were doing your stats pack? I knew that off by heart, that one. I have to say, Gordon, uh, Gordon, if you remember back to when they were kind of still struggling, I always felt as if they would get out. I thought they'd enough firepower. I thought they had good character throughout the squad. They've got guys like Adorno, Declan Gallagher, we Alan Campbell in the middle of the park. Plus, they've got guys who can change it at the top end. I think uh, Defante Cole's been brilliant recently. You know, he scored a lot of goals. And if he can keep the majority of that squad, Gordon, they can then kick on. He'll be looking to try and use his contacts for from down south, uh, you know, Graham Alexander, low, lower levels. Okay, 01419511025 is the number. Adam in Eaglesham has dialed. Hi, Adam. Hi, guys. How you all doing? Good, thank Good you. Man. What's your point? Great. Yeah, I've just been hearing a lot of chat about Eddie Howe, and obviously we've been hearing it for a while now. And I don't know, I feel like I'm the only one that sort of thinking is he ever going to come up here is he still in such good standing in England that he might just hold out and think you know I can maybe get a team in the top six I'll just hold out a wee bit longer I just think when managers have done well in the Premier League and then maybe had a bit of a downturn that's maybe when they'd come up here if you think about when Celtic Alaska you know top manager in Brendan Rodgers that happened to him he'd done well had a bit of a dip came up fortunes turned and he went back there I just think I don't think Eddie Howe's going to come And I think for that reason I think what well, I just wonder what the panel Think about that Until he gets here Adam You are perfectly entitled To your suspicions You're perfectly entitled To speculate Adam's basing this on Though he, Is his stock Too high essentially For Celtic And could he well, get a better job Down south What do you make of that theory You see that Again That's what people will think Because of the length of time This has taken now They'll think He's waiting for Roy Hodgson To announce his retirement and hopefully he can get in the Crystal Palace job. No, so maybe maybe I'm overthinking this, right? Maybe I'm being pedantic, but I, I do think those are different. I'm not. I think Adam's point. Let, let's forget how long it's taken, whether it's one week or ten weeks. Adam's more general point is, I think he even mentioned top six. Is his stock too high? F- forget the forget the the length of time that it's taking. Or he's too good to come here. Well, Adam's suggesting that he would. Adam used the the the, the suggestion of a top six job in England. Could he get one of those? No. No, uh, unless I'm greatly mistaken. I mean, the, uh, there's been speculation about Tottenham, but I don't even think he's at that level, Gordon. See the fact that he's actually spoke to Celtic it, it suggests that he's not above what Celtic are offering. But the longer this goes on, uh, you can have any theory that you like, uh, because in the absence of clarity, you will get speculation. Yeah, and uh, you know, the, my only. Point about the whole Eddie Howe business is how can it possibly take mm. this length of time? If I don't. It, I don't think. Sorry, I don't think Adam's the only guy that's thinking. No. Well, we might not come up here. I think oh. a lot of people are thinking. Yeah. That. I'm not sure about the comparison, though, Adam. You have suggested, and correct me if I've picked you up wrong, that you know Brendan Rodgers only came up here because his stock had fallen to a certain point, and you're not sure that Eddie Howe's has fallen that far. But I mean, Eddie Howe has been at Bournemouth, which you know a certain level of club as well as he did. They were. Eventually relegated Brendan Rodgers Before he came to Celtic Just missed out On winning the league With with Liverpool I'm not sure that Brendan Rodgers Was at this all time low That he had to come up And uh, take pity on Our poor league up here 
No, that's a, a fair point, actually. I mean, yeah, when I say stock had dropped, he'd been around for a while down there. You know, he'd been at a few clubs and he'd done, you know, a good job. Whereas Eddie Howe, he, he plays a certain type of football which is fairly attractive at a team like Bournemouth. And, uh, you know, there must be clubs, you know, good clubs, thinking, actually, if he was to bring that here, I think he'd do another turn in the Premier League. And, and it's it's not, I'm not knocking Celtic here. It's not about that. I just don't think he's the right fit for that reason. The, the only thing I'd let Celtic away with on this is if Eddie Howe has said to them, look, I do not want to be associated in any way, shape or form with anything that has happened this season. I will continue from my home to look for players and to assemble in my mind the, the kind of player I want to bring to Celtic. Would that be acceptable? Um, but, I mean, to use the example, Brendan Rodgers could easily have you know, said to Leicester, oh, well, I want to try and stay and finish, win 10 in a row, whatever it is, or finish this season. And you know then I'll come and join you But Leicester clearly said Nope <laughs> it's, it's today Hurry yeah. up Get your bags packed yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Um, And Brendan uh, Exercised his prerogative To say Right I can't let this chance Pass me by And so he went But as I say In the absence of clarity You'll get speculation On all manner of levels From suspicion That he's waiting for a better offer To come Down south or that he does not want to be part of this season at all So that he comes in with a clean sheet of paper uh, Or is it just that the negotiation is taking a while And I'm not saying that that's acceptable And everyone should just say Oh yeah that's fine don't worry about it But I'm not sure we should d- disregard the possibility Well I would say this to you Gordon In my estimation If they are still mm. negotiating After all this time Forget it His heart's not mm-hmm. in it And Dermot Desmond Is the one who Supposedly looks Into the eyes of people And Ascertains In his own mind Whether they Want to be at Celtic Or not And uh, You know Goose Hiddink Didn't get the Celtic job Because At the last minute Dermot Desmond thought Nah I'm going elsewhere uh, I'm just a little bit Confused though So if 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 parties are genuinely trying to get all the, the, the pieces in place Whether that's Eddie Howe or his backroom staff Or Celtic or whatever it is If, if that's taking its time you say Forget it But if he's turned around and said I don't want to be a part of this season That's somehow more acceptable That seems less acceptable well, well, to me you, No you have his commitment Not much commitment if you're saying Nah I'll just chuck it when the times are tough no, just he, now And we'll deal well, with it in a sunnier day We always go back to the optics don't we He's not He is Committing himself to Celtic But saying look I'll work away in the background And I'll get things organised But I'm not coming up there To be tainted with This season if you like Uh, So I would understand that That's what I mean Do you think that's more understandable Than that They just can't quite get All the the staffing issues And so on sorted yet I think that's more understandable than that I think if if they are happy with it If the club accept that Then okay but at the moment, no one knows for sure if Eddie Howe is still coming here. Mm. Until we get clarity, <clears throat> we'll get speculation. Uh, uh, listen, we're kind of just batting a few things about. If that's the case that Eddie Howe's agreed in principle, then what's to stop Celtic saying we have agreed with a manager in principle and he will be in at post and sit you when the season finishes? That way you buy time yeah, with exactly, the season tickets. Yep. So, you know, that would be the answer to that one. Uh, Adam, we'll give you the final word You can just put everyone in their place And round it off nicely I think you guys are having There's no chance Eddie Howe's coming So stop 
Okay, we'll see. I'll, I'll keep your number just in case because that, that, that sounds like something I would have said. Because we're very quick to pull <laughs> Hugh Keevans up for his bad prediction, so I'll give you a call back if he does get the job. Is that all right, Adam? <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Good man, do. Adam in Eaglesham. He's not coming. Full stop. Says that. That's us told. Right. Anyway, on this teaser, before mm. Callum McGregor, can you name the last eight players to be sent off in an old firm game? You've got Beaton, Morelos, Frimpong, and Simunovic. Centros. No, he's a bit before that. Uh, Halliday. Yep, he counts oh. um, Right, okay, that's five, isn't it? Um, okay, you've got three to get, we'll get them next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens They're trying to come up with the answers to this teaser And I owe you an apology uh, The question from Stephen and Cope Bridge is Before Callum McGregor Can you name the last eight players to be sent off In an old firm game You've got Beaton, Morelos, Frimpong Halliday and Simunovic Did you say Senderos? I did do See, yeah I forgot that I've got another bit of paper here And his name is, is on that So okay. that's my excuse And I'm sticking to it Senderos <laughs> is one So how many have we got left? Two to go Two to go uh, did, 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 did. Arfield What about nope. uh, Jordan Jones? Yes Can't believe you the forgot volley. that one oh, No yeah. the volley Course, yeah. Yeah. The moment of madness Moritz Bauer Right one to get So you've got <gasps> About ten minutes or so to get it And again one more reminder Full time At Clyde1.com That is the address you need If you want to hear your question used On the show We're about mm-hmm. to We'll bring the curtain down with Paul Who's a Celtic fan Let's quickly hear from Stephen Glass Because the race for third is well, I think up. it's certainly back on If anyone thought it was off Look at the, the gap now Only three points between Hibs and Aberdeen Because Aberdeen won at the weekend against Livy And Hibs lost at home to St Johnston Here's Stephen Glass We've kept it alive I think at half time we knew the result Or sorry, we knew the score At Easter Road So it really gave us a carrot to dangle in front of the players Can you set up what is now a massive game next Wednesday uh, We know what we need to do uh, We know what we want to set up for the final day of the season but I'm just delighted for the players that they got got the reward for their work rate today and a bounce back, like you say, from last weekend. The, the group knew what the performance was last week. Uh, we knew it immediately after the game. We knew what it meant. We knew the opportunity missed. Uh, but you can't do anything about it. The only thing you can do is focus on this game right now. And, and they did it. We knew. I kind of knew from in training the reaction that was coming. Uh, and to be honest, I've not been able to ask for any more from the players since we came in. Uh, even even against Dundee United with a poor performance it wasn't to do with a lack of effort to me it, there was other things we talked about after the game as a group but uh, looking forward I think I'm delighted with what's here I think it's a test of character the 90 minutes when you come here uh, they're, they're a good team they're well drilled they're tough to play against they've got good players uh, I'm not sure they get the credit they deserve as well uh, but you know what you're coming into uh, but our group stood up to it uh, and the last 10 minutes is an extra Effort if you like But the, the test of character Was walking in the door Here today I think That's what I like to hear That's what the end Of the season is all about None of this Ah we only focus on ourselves We knew the Hibs score At half time yeah. And that was a carrot To dangle in front of the players I've thought of a great subplot Final day of the season Aberdeen at Ibrox Celtic this is going. go to Easter Road Yes Bruni scores the winning goal For Celtic That gets Aberdeen <laughs> Third place And arrives at Pataudry a conquering hero There we go He's got it all figured out But fair play to Aberdeen Jack Ross will be frustrated Alex I'm sure there yeah. was He said you know Not a lot between the sides But um, Everyone's 
seems to be favouring a St Johnson Hibs Cup final Was that a rehearsal? Yeah. If so, Jack Ross will hope that he can change something between now and then Yeah, you think Hibs with the firepower they have will be favourites to go on and lift the trophy But you have to say, Callum Davison's appointment has been absolutely tremendous Gordon, yeah. what he's achieved so far has been tremendous But semi-finals, you know, it's just a one-off You never H- know Hibs have lost two semi-finals this season, so far So, that's why you have the expression, Hibs it <laughs> they are still in the driving seat though For third place Do you still fancy Hibs to get it? Yeah I think partly because of the goal difference Gordon I think it's favourable in Hibs uh, Kind of direction And um, you know But I, I think if Aberdeen go on and win that It makes it very interesting Because I think if you look a couple of weeks ago Hibs looked as if they had more or less guaranteed it We, we spoke about this recently Gordon It was three wins and 16 in the league uh, Since the turn of the year mm-hmm. For Aberdeen it's been an abysmal uh, second part of the season Let's go back to the phones And speak to Paul Who's a Celtic fan How would you sum up Your feelings As a Celtic fan today Paul Hey how you Gordon Hi Fano oh. uh, I disappointed me yesterday but I think it was Much expected I don't think it was uh, I, I was really surprised To be honest But uh, My call tonight Gordon It's about the appointment Of the The new manager And the new management team That's going to come into Celtic now, I know there's a gas panic on with everybody. Uh, we need to know, we need to know what we'd like to know. But personally, I, I would rather have found out when it was done and dusted and it's done right. Now, the board have made that much of a mess of this year and years towards this. I think that they're going to take their medicine and I think that Dermot Desmond will be hell-bent on getting it right this time and, and no announcing anything that, that they can't be followed through with. Uh, I also think, as well, it's a different time now. You know, there's, we seem to forget that there has been a, a pandemic on, so if you, are trying to, if you are trying to move guys up to down south or whoever it is, or guys to the continent, it's a bit of a different time that we, we don't always think of. We think about football as just getting them in, but if, if there is a big team of guys coming in, they need to think about bringing their families in and stuff. And it's a different world now. It's a different world from when Celtic got Brendan Rodgers. Uh, so, personally, I would rather they've done it the Don McKay way and they don't announce it until it's done. Now, I've not got any inside information, but I believe it will be done. I believe it will be done soon. And it must be done soon because they need to sell season tickets. But again, we don't know what's going to happen with the season tickets. It's, it's a different world we're in now. But, I would rather find out when it's done and dusted and, and, and nothing I don't want to hear rumours I want to hear I want to hear who it is when it's done and the deal's done But at the same time with respect you said you have no information but it'll be done soon How do you know? He says he thinks it'll be done soon that's just his feeling it's just his opinion that's what he said Well I cannot for the life of me fathom what's going on here with the greatest respect Paul uh, you, you mentioned season tickets of course that's a factor but for it to drag on And it is now dragging on what about, what about Hugh's um, Paul's theory though About How difficult Everything is At the moment Could that be a factor? Well Stephen Glass came from it, America if, you, if you're talking about A man coming from Bournemouth to Glasgow I don't think that That is a major problem Covid-19 related I'm talking about several men I'm talking about well, they're, all coming from, they're all coming from Bournemouth apparently well, how do you know that? That's that's just it. I have no information, but this is what I think. Sorry, there you go. 
just let yourself I have no information but this is what I think and you, all right, okay. you said you had no information Paul but you think it will be done soon so I, I just think that th- this has taken far too long I think the whole idea of a club as big as Celtic in a season as bad as this one going 10 weeks with a, a stand-in manager to take all the flack 10 weeks and that the qualifiers for the Champions League start in 11 weeks and Celtic will be losing who knows how many players and need to sign who knows how many players there's no manager there's no director of recruitment and you know for the season ticket holders it must be perplexing to say the least Paul is this the week Paul go on finish the show with an aimless prediction based on very little because that's all we can do (laughs) by this time next week will we be having a different conversation yes there we go I don't mind See, he stuck his neck out That's fine That's what we're here for yeah, Thank well, you very Paul, much Paul gets a call back The same as Adam then he If does. it's not done by next Monday We are on the phone to you Paul Reverse charges <laughs> Look forward to you Nice Cheers, one That Paul. was Paul On the line uh, 1419511025 You'll probably need to write that one down For tomorrow I would imagine I wouldn't want to waste your time By shoehorning it in At this <clears> late stage of the show But I'm sure it will be a busy week With our there is a new manager in the East End of Glasgow or not So take the number down And make sure you give us a call Am back I too late tomorrow. to apply, do you think? You see, you're a good communicator like Sean Maloney yeah, I think you could yeah, do well Yeah. <laughs> One of them talks a good game certainly. <laughs> I think we'll, we'll leave it at that Anything else you missed from the weekend That you want to clear up? Listen, the, the two bottom teams Get the three points when it mattered I thought they were massive That's the reason why we both gave a, a result of the weekend Because yeah. They're fighting for their life They're scrapping And they're trying to do their club justice And stay in the league I, And I take your point Gordon About the, the split And the excitement it creates You know If you have a league That goes to the last day mm-hmm. Down to the wire uh, Then that, That's a, a league worth watching Absolutely Okay let's finish off With this teaser then Before Callum McGregor Can you name the last Eight players To be sent off In an old firm game You've got Near Beaton Alfredo Morelos Jeremy Frimpong Jordan Jones our own Andy Halliday Jozo Simunovic And Philippe Sendros Which means you've Seven down And only One To get Are you going to get it? I've got four names Oh dear Right here we go We Holt We Holt no Big Hill Big Hill no uh, Joey Garner No uh, McCrory Yes he saved oh. it as the final one Saved the best until last Ross Chuck McCrory another uh, Easy one for us to Do you remember it? I think it was Hamden it no, wasn't yeah. it? The cup game Absolutely yeah there we go um, You can't remember it that well If you gave me the other three names first though. Yeah but I like to save the end ah, The right, best okay. of the end Drama uh, We did get there in the end Well drama is one thing That's not been missing From Scottish football This weekend Rangers maintaining That unbeaten league run And an undefeated season Against Celtic With the 4-1 win At Ibrox How tense is the battle At the bottom Ross County winning Hamilton winning And Kilmarnock failing to win Means we're all set up for an incredible couple of weeks And you can include the race for third in that as well Aberdeen and Hibs It should go right to the wire And we are all for it Make sure you join us at 6 o'clock tomorrow With Gordon DL and Roger Hanna I'm sure there will still be some lingering thoughts From the weekend's game Maybe that one at Ibrox And you never know Scottish football never really does dull days So we'll see what tomorrow brings at 6 with those two And in the meantime You might as well stay right there Because Meg McHugh is up next